Quarantine? That's an evocative word these days. Conjures up images of secret prisons and... What's the euphemism you're using now? Coercion tactics? Let me ask you something. You have some doctors on staff here, right? Yes. They having any luck getting to the bottom of this thing? Not yet. And get off your soapbox. You want an image to hold on to? Try this one. 4,400's dying in droves. I think what my partner means to say is that our two organizations need each other. We should cooperate. And how exactly do we do that? We want you to issue a public statement. If the center counsels the 4,400's to go along with this order, things will go much more smoothly. And if we don't? Why are we talking to you anyway? Where's Sean? Is he all right? Mr. Farrell is handling urgent business. This situation requires his full attention. Look, I'll have to run it by him, but I don't see a problem advising any ill 4400s to seek medical care from NTAC. Well, that's a start. What about the ones who aren't showing symptoms? Uh, that issue is going to require a little more thought. Great, you have 12 hours. Alright y'all, welcome back to A Light in the Sky. This is... It's been a while. <laughs> this is the Carefree Black Nerd review over the 4400, one of the most, if not the most, slept on sci-fi shows. Um, yeah, me, your co-host, Rain Coleman, I have with me today, like every episode, my uh, amazing co-host that brought this show to my attention and has me glued in every time we record. Let these folks know who's on with me today. Hey everybody, is uh, Robert Jeffrey, uh, co-host of The Light in the Sky, freelance writer, and uh, you know currently stuck in the house like all <laughs> of everybody across the world. Yes, yes, yes. Damn you, COVID-19, 2022, yeah. no. Um, man, so uh, getting all out the way, use the hashtag AL4400, a light 4400 when you're listening to this episode, when you're watching it. On stream, I was about to say live, but when you're watching 4400 on your DVDs, your VHSs, your streaming services, because it ain't live, uh, yeah, make sure you use that hashtag, let us know that you're listening. Also, ask any questions, answer any questions using that hashtag, so we'll know that this is a conversation. It's not just one-sided or two-sided, or whatever. <laughs> okay, um, so we're back with, at the end of season two... We're at episode 12, the fifth page. In this episode, the 4400 across the world are coming down with strange and life-threatening illnesses. Tom and Diana learn a horrible secret. Okay, so, getting right in. Oh, shoot. Okay, that's really right in. What, uh... <laughs> All right, I see those sound effects. <laughs> so, what is your initial thoughts your your memory of this episode or like before we sat down to watch it this go round what what did this episode do for you back then uh this was a pretty i guess compared to the season finale for because this is season two yeah yeah this this up the stakes yeah <laughs> this up the stakes in a really big way mm -hmm. so um, that's that's kind of what I remember, and even having watched it, you know, um, there are things I didn't remember, but I even after watching it this time, I still felt the same way. Mm, mm. Same, same. Uh, when I watched it, I I remember having watched episode twelve before, but 
well, I remember everything that happened, but it was like, I don't know what you call it, maybe deja vu, where when I watched this go around for us to record this time, mm-hmm. I knew everything that was happening, but I didn't remember what was happening, if that makes sense. Like, I didn't know enough to be like, oh, this scene comes next, but once it happened, I'm like, oh, okay, I remember watching this, but it was still stressful, anxiety-inducing, entertaining, all of that, all of that. <laughs> Okay, so at this point, we open up with uh, Uncle Tom and Elena. Well, no, Tom and Kyle bringing in some boxes into the house. Um, Elena's there. It's big, happy family. Lovey-dovey is the whole uh, don't kiss in front of me. That's gross. Um, it, it, it was deceiving or... <laughs> yep. okay yeah we'll go with that i enjoyed this scene you know how i feel about time i'm still i'm trying to give him a pass but yeah 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 this 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 made him feel good to me seeing the family unit and um this is our first look into things not being as up and up as they seem to be right um and, uh, mm-hmm I thought, I mean, you know, like you said, it's playing up the innocence of, you know, the, um, you know, just of the family. You know, mm-hmm. this seems they, they, they seem to have hit a good spot in their lives, and that could never, that, that will never be the case in this right. universe. <laughs> it's, so, yeah. it's like that X-Men thing where no matter what run they're in, you can't be happy for too long. Maybe a one-shot. But nobody's yeah. happy for too long, and you can, only play, you can only play volleyball for like one issue. That and then maybe baseball, two issues from there. That's about it. <laughs> um, but we get Elena. She says, "Oh, you know, how I have a headache or something." She says, "Would you please write me a, a script, a prescription?" And it's like she kind of. It was done so smoothly that even I was like, "Wait a minute." What? Did I miss something? Even I know it's been a while since we've recorded, but I was like, man, did I miss something? But pretty much she forgot. Like the two worlds she had lived in, she kind of had a maybe a repressed memory from the time when Kyle was a doctor in the alternate universe. And Kyle looks a little shocked. Uh, Tom looks very like, you know, just a little bit concerned. He's like, he reminds her, and then she walks off. She's like, oh, yeah, okay, I forgot. That... After watching the whole episode, that scene was so much more, I don't want to say powerful, but much, it was more, it was heavier than it seems initially. I'll yeah. say that. Yeah, it's, I mean, like, you know, it shows kind of a crack in, you know, in the facade, mm-hmm. I guess, you mm-hmm. know, for what, you know, for what they're kind of dealing with in this, like, very nice moment. Um, so I, I, you know, like you said, looking back on it, I thought it was a really, it was a good kind of taste of things to come. Mm, mm, absolutely. Yeah, and I, so, of course, I like the show, but having revisited it now after so long, I really am, like, kicking myself that I hadn't watched the show when it first came out, and then I forgot how good it was when we were watching it before, and this is one of those episodes that's like, damn, this is really good. And I liken this to, regardless of how you guys feel, because I'm watching it now, True Blood, in a way that 
some stuff may be retcon, but a lot of it seems to make sense within the story. Like, I'm, I'm on season six, I think the middle of season six of True Blood, and out of all the things that have happened on that show, there's not many plot holes on that show. Okay. And the, the way that they're telling the story, and so some things happened in this episode that I felt like kind of retcon. not, well, yeah, well, this episode and, and the next, that kind of retcon some stuff from the first season, earlier in the first season, or pretty much um, gave us more backstory than what we had before. But without it, we were still able to enjoy the season. So I, I could be reaching, but that's the way it feels initially. And again, because I'm currently watching True Blood at the time of this recording. Um, yeah, yeah, that. Uh, so we go on to... Is this Intech or are we at... We're, yeah, we're at Intech's hospital, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Diana is there with uh, Maya. Oh, God. And she's in a bed sick. And the doctor... There is... A fifth page, the fifth page of Maya's paperwork, for lack of a better term, clinical, I don't know, paperwork is missing. And even that feels like the Elena glitch, where it's easily explained away by the doctor. He's like, yeah, well, you know, I got a new nurse working for me. As he's talking with Diana about her concerns about Maya and her health, it's, it's a good-ass episode. Yep. I, 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 I enjoyed that. Um, I told you, Nick, look. <laughs> like, I don't know. And the, and the thing is, like I said, I don't watch an episode until we get ready to record. I don't want to get too far ahead. I want to be shocked. I want to still come off that high of, I just saw this for the first time. And this did it for me. This did it. Because I, I could see this story being told now. Like, with small changes in technology but even with that you really wouldn't have to because this is like kind of science fiction already there's not too many things to switch out maybe an iphone here a tablet there Mm -hmm. there's not too much that needs to be switched out update the clothes maybe and even then i think to this show's credit to go off on a little tangent with the wardrobe honestly a lot of it is very plain so i think it's like the fit that would update because you a lot of stuff they're wearing they can still wear today like the guys would probably be more um like i know uh 4400 they wear these gigantic ass shirts like sean's button down (laughs) shirts have been kind of big so you know just little little tweaks this could be the same show same script everything so that's what i enjoy about it well i mean that's one of the reasons why when they announced the um and I think it's still like in pre pre production, you know, the reboot for the CW. Uh-huh. Um, I felt that it could still, you know, it's a topic that could still work. Yeah. You know, a premise that could still work for today. It's not, it's not dated. It, it really has no attachment to, you know, the, I guess that period. The only mm-hmm. thing I could think about is like the war and terror. Yeah. And to be honest with you, that's still something we're dealing with, to, you know, to a certain extent today. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I I feel that you know I'm not beholden to just this version of it. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. You know I just don't want. We already talked. You know the CW the you know the pretty the prettiest people in the world. You know, yeah. Just being the only ones on the show. Yeah. But um and I was impressed at how little action are is in between these two episodes and it's still very effective. V- yes yes 
to it kind of feels like and <laughs> this ain't reaching I'm thinking the technical part of it but it kind of feels like Infinity War Endgame where I have to believe they shot both of these episodes at least the, the last two or the last three together mm-hmm. like it had yeah. to be cuz there's it just feels though it it just feels very much tied together kind of I'm yeah, yeah I'll leave it at that so yeah. Mm, so, yeah. Um, I could see this being done, being done, and this is a show that you don't have to, um, twist your arm to do the diversity casting, because no. yeah. um, none of the main characters' race are tied to their character, and even if you kept the cast, you know, who are white, this is a show that you can move past this cast. And it can still be in the same exact universe. You don't have to have these. Like, you don't have to have Lily and Richard and Sean. Like, you don't even have to have them at all. And this story still makes sense. So. Right. Right. Oh, man. I'm getting excited just thinking about this. Goddamn. <laughs> um, so, there's that. And he kind of brushes off Diana's concerns. Like, you know, we'll, we'll have a new nurse. And I'll get that page back in or whatever. And we move on to... Sean and Lily talking and at this point Sean ain't got no powers Sean, <laughs> when he didn't heal that blind woman I was very upset Yeah, I was very upset not that one disease is more worthy than the other but I'm like out of all people and I'm sure that was intentional but it'll be one thing to not cure cancer from somebody cause it's like I'm in this already. This is, I'm probably already going to chemo and whatnot. And this is not to belittle or to make light of cancer. But a woman who was blind, walking in here, being told by everybody in their mama that this man can heal you, and you still yeah. can't see. Oh man, I hope they revisit that and bring that woman back because that was not fair. Um, I'm gonna I'm tell you they um that might have happened in the fanfic. Oh, just... <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think they're coming back around to that one. Man, but... I, just, I just... that's why this show needs to be a comic book where you can pick up on them threads and don't have oh, to yeah, wait because that that and I guess because my one of my aunts was blind when I was a child, like I grew up with her being blind, so I'm sure that's probably a big part of it too. But I'm like, oh man, this woman, <sighs> that's unfortunate. Your heart is in the right place. Man, I was so mad. I was so hurt. He <laughs> got me. Uh, but so Lily is like, man, look, we're going to tell all these people you ain't got no powers. And he was like, man, this is just temporary. You better not tell nobody why I take he's your like, daughter. He's, he's said that twice. <laughs> he yeah. When she was right there sitting by him, and then as she got to the door, he said, "Hey, Lily, <laughs> <laughs> I'm nothing." <laughs> like, no, for real. Yeah, he, I, Sean is, I like him. Um, I really like seeing where he's come from, and the yeah. fact that he's in this situation. No matter how his family is set up, he's in this situation now because he tried to save his cousin. Like, there's his. And then while watching this episode, I was really thinking, how would it have been if Sean didn't succeed and Kyle was taken anyway? Would Kyle have come back as this healer? Like, I, I often think of that. I often think yeah. of that. 
Um, and so he rushes to the mirror with a with a I don't know scratchy throat and reveals the legacy virus on his neck and chest and um I I think I like these type of storylines um because it it kind of puts everybody on equal footing all the superpower people are definitely ill so you have to find a different more interesting way to get them out of their um trouble where you can't just punch the problem and right. so I, that's probably why this last episode and the and the one that follows was very i really really enjoyed it i'll say that yeah so that. Well, i mean well it's like you said i mean this is you you put it perfectly this is not a punch away your problems type of show mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. Know? um and that's been consistent throughout yeah the first two seasons i feel i mean mm-hmm. they, they definitely agree. have had some episodes that had a little bit of action, but they had to think their way through, mm-hmm. you know, these episodes. Um, and I, I, that's why I love it. So yeah, the, but yeah, this definitely does put everybody on equal footing. You can't use your abilities if, well, I'm jumping ahead. We can go. <laughs> yeah, but no, but with what you just said, do you think that the reason why it is this type of show is because of maybe the budget or like, because when, when you were just talking, I'm thinking, well, who is this show for? I'm sure this was a primetime show back in the early 2000s. And it was around the time that Blade and then the first generation of X-Men movies and stuff were, were like in theaters. But who was this show for? Because it is a lot of drama. It is a lot of uh, interpersonal drama and a lot of like local street level issues with the occasional big bad but even that fits very well into this small scale story well i mean i i you know it's definitely because of the budget was for you know basic cable yeah you know this is a basic cable show this is like suits yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) kind of like suits but so you can definitely see the you know the budget you know not i'm trying to think they had a lower budget than other shows probably at the time. Mm-hmm. We, we always you know, talk about Heroes, which yes. was on NBC, um, maybe like a year or so after. Mm-hmm. But they had a bigger, if they had a bigger budget. Um, this one, I think because of that, it allowed them to you know, be creative yeah. or just tell different types of stories. Now, I will say, I think that things, I think as the show became more popular mm-hmm. and they realized that they had a, you know, kind of a, a a fan base yeah you know, maybe the budget was built up mm-hmm. given, they were given more money for later episodes especially with the direction that the show takes but see even just like from what i can remember i don't yeah. think it becomes like you know like a super saiyan fight every episode yeah <laughs> but, but i think that you know they worked with what they had and you know, and it, and it worked. Yeah, no, no, I, I agree, I agree. Yeah, but it was, but this is, this is definitely a basic cable audience type of show. You know, mm-hmm. the one sci-fi show they, maybe one or two sci-fi shows that they had at the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think it works. I think a lot of it works because even with the, which is not called a legacy virus. For those of you who don't know, I was joking that is a AIDS <laughs> analog virus that attacked mutants back in. I don't know what was it, the early nineties in the X Men comics. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So there's that. I think even with the visual rash virus, 
thing that they have that was pretty bloody low budget um, makeup. Because I'd imagine, yeah. especially if this is what is shot in Vancouver, you, it would probably be nothing to. Because we don't even see everybody with this condition. You see enough of the main people and a few side characters like this Rose Woodward, Woodard lady that you yeah. assume everyone else has it and your imagination fills in the blank. So I'm sure this was a very low budget prop. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, so we see her, we see a few people, we see uh, a homeless guy who also has it and he's coughing, Matthew Lombard. Um, let's see, Germany is some people. It's yeah. pretty much just showing how this thing is progressing, which reminds me, me a lot of where we are today. Man, <laughs> when you said let's watch episodes twelve and thirteen, <laughs> mm. I was like, shit. The, I mean, excuse my language, but yeah. the timing of this, yeah, yeah, is like, oh god, this is this is a little bit too real. Yes, and I'm and I've also been playing like World War Z and Ooh, the, the vision. You brave, and I'm like, those are kind of post. Well, no, post virus apocalyptic mm. worlds. And, yeah. And then I'm like, now we gotta watch this. Yeah, but it was, but it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Oh my god, no, I get it, I get it. Because even on True Blood, at the time of this recording, like the space I am, a lot of the quarantine talk and a lot of the, and it's very exaggerated because it's with vampires, but a lot of the same conversations surrounding Corona and a lot of the conversations surrounding this virus in this show are very similar to a lot of things that are being said on that show. And I'm like, can I just not escape this? Is it like <laughs> when you first when you start noticing a red Ford truck, now you see them everywhere? Like, what is this that everything I watch has this undertone of 2020 hell? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, man, sign of the times. Um, we get intact. We back there, and I just I like the way that this facility keeps evolving. But we're at intake, and there's a guy and a girl, and they're like, it's very Miranda Priestly, um, walking into whatever magazine that was, and we got these two walking in and talking to this big boss, and everybody's, you know, falling in line, so to speak, and we turn around and it is Rylan, which he. Did he color his hair? Because he looks very different. He looks mm-hmm. a little younger. Maybe it's the hair color. But he's back. And I can only imagine if you were watching this live to have gotten through two seasons to this point and to see him pop back up. Yeah. I, yeah. I can only imagine. Um, I mean, you, you knew stuff had gotten serious if they had to bring back the boss. Yeah. Yeah. For the first, first season. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, you you right about that. I, um, yeah, I was excited to see him. I will, I really was. Yeah same, yeah, same here, same here. So he's back, in effect, doing his thing. You know, he's he's big bossing it up. Nina Jarvis, he, um, yeah. Well, she was there. He's asking about yeah, her. Yeah, mm-hmm. she got shot. <laughs> she yeah, got yeah, shot. she's. She's uh she got shot. <laughs> so so him and uh Tom gets to talking, he's talking about DC pretty much catching up and on uh, what's been going on and it's I like this because again you like you said, you bring back the big guy from, from season one and when I saw him I was thinking like what happened 
when the show was airing in real life that they weren't that he wasn't on the show anymore like was it I wonder if it was like a contract thing if it was like oh, I want more money if it was like well we just wrote you out like I just I'm, I'm always curious when I watch older shows and someone disappears yeah. for a while or or altogether what led to that but yeah, yeah. oh so and they brought him back at the right time. So maybe maybe it was something that had already been, like, you know, hey, take a step away for, like, a few months, mm-hmm. get some work, and, and then we'll bring you back. Yeah. You know, so. Mm, um, so, yeah, they get they get to talking. And I like this kind of clash between him and Tom where Tom is, eh, now I want to say suspicious. Defensive? Yeah, that. There we go. That's the right word. Defensive. <laughs> and Ryder's yeah. like, hey, I'm still singing y'all praises. Like, I'm not the enemy here. And uh, mm-hmm. I like that. I like that. Uh, let yeah. me see. I mean, one of the things that I I liked is that, you know, just to show that this, this show is more serialized, mm-hmm. he started listing off some of the stuff that they had to deal with. Yeah. And, yes. And yes. he told Tom straight up, he was just like, you know, outside looking in, this is ground zero. Mm-hmm. Like, this is, you know, you're in the middle of a war. And then Tom was like, no, we got this handled. And he was like, you know, a few episodes ago, wasn't there a woman like popping off diseases from like skin? Yes. And yeah, and and Tom was like in his feelings about it, and now it's you know, and this is before we kind of see where things go. Yeah. But yeah, it, it kind of I liked it because it gave a perspective of everybody outside of Seattle just saying oh, this is crazy. You know, this is, and I hope this doesn't happen where I live. So yeah, I thought it was kind of a good scene and. He needs to get out of his feelings for a minute. Yeah, yeah. And I don't like Tom. I'm going to try to give him the benefit of the doubt because he got a lot of shit going on personally. But at the same time, everything you said is still true. This is your job, regardless of what your home life is like. This is your job, and your job has made a lot of waves up a lot of uh, channels that it probably shouldn't have. Like, you need me here, and it better me than somebody else in my position who don't know y'all. So, yeah. mm, man, um, yeah, so we move on to Richard and Lily. Are they picking up or are they dropping off? They're picking up um, Isabel from her daycare, which she's the only baby, that, which I mean, I guess she would be, but uh-huh. right. So I, I mean, it, it's, it's suspect. Maybe she's always the last one there. Okay. Uh, you know. I don't know. I mean, but it does seem like the daycare is just for her. Yeah. <laughs> like the entire... Yeah, I'm like, damn, they, y'all couldn't get like... I know people who work on set got kids. Y'all could... Like, we've seen kids at the park. Like, y'all can have one or two kids there, but I, it's it doesn't pull me out of the show, but I'm always like, why is she the only... the only child? That's... Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then we, uh, we get that angry-looking lady, and she uh, goes back into the the nursery or whatever and Lily and, and Richard have a look and at this point Lily is not too happy with the 4400 facility or with them having her baby which I don't know I feel like you could just keep your baby with well I don't know um, okay so let's just kind of I'm going to I'm going to throw this out here right now. Mm-hmm. Lily was a problem for me for these two episodes. Yep. And 
she was a big problem. And, and it was funny because I, I remember in season one, she was so pro, I mean, she still is pro Isabel, but it seemed like um, she's never happy. Yep. <laughs> yep. Is frustrating. So this is the beginning of it. But I just wanted to kind of put that out there, like blanket wise, like a blanket statement. They didn't really make her look the best for these past. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. Episodes. So. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I I agree. And there was something that I and you you said it perfectly. I um there was something that I I didn't really like about her, and it felt a lot like that. What is that episode or a couple of episodes when they were on the run and ended up at that small town, and she was like, "Oh, I gotta get to my sister in Salem. This is shitty. You know, forget you yeah. guys." Yeah, that's how I felt about her in these last two episodes. So, who? Yeah, that was. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head. I didn't really like her. Um, I tried to put myself in her shoes because, of course, I don't have any children. But I'm like, you know, a mother's love. Yeah, but, yeah. And, I mean, and definitely you always want to do that, especially even with, like, the antagonist. You want to know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what everybody's motivation is when it comes to, you know, these stories that we love. Yeah. You know, and enjoy. But when I can't find anything redeemable about the character... I, that's a that's like that's a problem, and maybe that's I mean if that's what they were going for, a hand clap. Yeah, <laughs> hand clap. They succeeded because I was just like, okay, y'all need to write her out. Yeah, soon. yeah. Um, <laughs> no, no, I agree. I agree. Uh, um, yeah, I'm sorry, Lily, but you were trash. So <laughs> next up is Kyle, and he's he's sad he's reading newspaper which let me say i don't think we get enough of that anymore we don't get people reading newspapers and like i mean of course there's technology so you can just read the new york times but i we don't we don't get that anymore and i'd like to see people pulling out newspapers and just reading some paper i like to see that <laughs> so um before we get to that, remember um, Matthew or whatever his name is, strong second in the command. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he walked in and basically found Sean like sick because he he walked in talking about this new virus and then realized you know Sean had it. So yes, yes, that's right. Which he seen he's acting his ass off because every scene. <laughs> I'm, I, I feel the virus from him. Like, he, I'm not really shaming Maya because she's a little kid. Maybe her acting ain't, ain't all there. But Sean, he's dying. You can't tell me he's not dying. Um, yeah. And so then we move on to Kyle sitting on the, 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 the couch reading the paper. And it's about the suspect who is, um, being, I'll say, framed, not framed, um, yeah, framed for the murder of Jordan Collier, he is, his house is being vandalized. Yeah. Um, and you tell me, maybe I'm just out of, out of it or whatnot, but would that be news? Like, would that be newspaper news? Uh, yeah, I mean, Collier was, um, you know, Collier was a big name, and I think any news associated with that, Mm. um, would make it into the news. Okay. So, um, I, you know, and especially 
you know, the world we live in, people will pick up any of the most trivial piece of it yeah. about, like, the most famous of names. Yeah, yeah, like, this OJ, is true. OJ Simpson bought a boat today. Yeah. What's he going to do on that boat? Yeah, Remember? no, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. Uh, so Kyle decides that he's going to go pay that house a visit because on the front of the door, somebody spray painted murderer, which to yeah. me, and again, I was a bit younger back then, so I wasn't exposed to or had a lot of knowledge of a lot of things. But I was like, that's very intimate to walk right up on that door. Well, you could like throw a brick through a window. You could have spray painted the side of the house. They went up to the front door and spray painted murderer like Times New Roman. I'd say 78 font, <laughs> like right at the front. I was like, this is, that's it. But I mean, to each their own. Um, he goes and meets, um, Jennifer Lopez, his friend from Enough. I don't know this girl's name. Is but that her? That, yeah, I think that's her. I think okay. that's her. Uh, and she, is she coming out the house? She found out her tire slash. She's upset. Kyle's like, standing around looking weird. Like, exactly. what are you, there was like, there, what was he doing? What? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I understand being feeling guilty, but see, in my case, like if she had walked out at that point, I would have rounded the corner yeah. and just kept walking. Like, yeah, I, he, he was he was super guilty. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like it wasn't even like maybe a stop sign on that corner that you could have leaned on. Like there was nothing. Like he saw her coming and turned away and like started fidgeting. I mean, it's on brand for him, but it was still weird. Um, yeah, that guy, that guy is, whew, he's, he's something else. So him and her get into a little, well, I'll say this. She yells at him and because she thinks he's one of the people that keeps vandalizing their house. And he's like, well, you know, I, I just, um, no, that's not me. I'm just walking by or something. And then she's like, her, what do you say? You, you need a, you want me to jack your tire up or switch your tire out. And she apologizes. And I was like, this is a weird scene. It, yeah. It it serves its purpose, but it was still weird to me. Um, so they get to talking, and they cool. Now, my question for you is, what is this timeline? So where we are now with him talking to this girl who happens to be the girlfriend of the guy who's framed for killing Jordan Collier, how far, how, how much time has passed between that guy being locked up and Kyle being where he is now? I mean, it has to, it has to have been, I'd say a month or two. Okay. Um, I think yeah, I think at least a month or two. Um, you know, and maybe more on the month side. Um, and I'm because I'm thinking back to like the episodes you know that we watched. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's the only thing I can think of. Maybe. Let's say like a month and a month and a half. Okay, so. okay. Because I'm I, what I'm thinking is with her relationship or growing friendship with Kyle, having her boyfriend have went off to jail, how much time... Because I don't see it as a sexual, like, oh, he's so sexy, I'm finna get into him. So I don't see it like she's cheating on her boyfriend, but I'm thinking like, how much time has passed that she's been enduring this fucking, freaking, excuse me, this like hate and... I don't know. Um, I'm at a loss for words, but essentially just hate from other people that now when she meets Kyle, is this like the first friendly face in, we'll say like a month, month and a half. 
what does that do to somebody who already is poor because she's and not in the best relationship, but just it's it's just it's a lot, and I feel like we get a lot with her, but I'm like there's so much more to be told. There's oh. yeah, I mean I I definitely think that you know her role in this is not. I mean she does a good job. Yeah, yeah, I think she does a good job, and I kind of like the fact that they don't really suggest that oh you know she she might be interested. Yeah, in Kyle, it's more so. You know, for as much as uh, as much of a you know fuck up that they keep saying that mm-hmm. the boy is, mm-hmm. um, she she was. I guess she's like, as long as he don't lay hands on me, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> and that and 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 he and it sounds like he's just like yeah. I mean, he keep like messing up with everything else. I mean, he shot at, he shot at a couple of cops, and and when that and when she said that, mm-hmm. that was, so how did he get out of jail? It's mm. like, like normally, if you shoot at cops, yeah, you <laughs> they don't take kindly to that. But um, it was something. But he, as much of a mess up he is in life, um, he um, they you know she's still ride or die. Yeah. So I and I I was like, well, character wise, I like it. <laughs> so, yeah, and if it, it fits, and even with her and his little brother, she's like. I want to say that's probably part of it is that because the boy is still in high school because she was on her way to the principal's office at his school when she came out and saw Kyle. So I think that's a big part of it, too. And then I think speaks more to her character like, yeah, he in jail. But, you know, it seems like it's just him and the brother and her. Right. Mm. Right. Kudos to her. Uh, Then we go back to the 4400 Center where now we're starting to ramp up. And you would probably know better than me, but a lot of times when I watch shows, I try to gauge where is Act 1, Act 2, and Act 3, and like what is the incidents, inciting incidents, <laughs> and the yeah, things that yeah. switch over from from um, the first act to the second act. And I think this is where things, you correct me if I'm wrong, are starting to ramp up, and they're pulling, playing off of things that happened that were more calm in the first part or the first act of the show. When you walk, when Tom walks into the 4400 Center and Elena is there upset and confused thinking that she has like artwork or a meeting or something. Yeah. Yeah, that, oh, that broke my heart too because all I could think was dementia and Alzheimer's and stuff like, oh man. Um, I think it's still, it's, um, you could definitely say that, um, this is kind of where things are kind of moving into like this, the second act mm-hmm. thing moving into, you know, this is, you know, set up thing. Now you're going to have your conflict mm-hmm. and your resolution. I mean, because right after this, that's when they start making the announcement that they're, the, the, the it's popping up on the government's radar. Yeah. You know, the whole line of, uh, the one in five, uh, 4,400 are infected. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I think a combination of this scene and that scene, because now you know what the stakes are. Yeah. And and even you know, actually you know what the stakes are with, um, Lily and Richard. Mm-hmm. You know what the stakes are now with Kyle. You know, being like, oh, okay, now I'm gonna befriend this person. Mm-hmm. You know, because he's guilty and that. And now with this, you know, you 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 set up all of those situations. But with this one, yeah, this is 
this going into intact is the I think the end of the setup portion mm-hmm. of the thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, I'm I'm here for it, and I don't because I. <laughs> I've been doing my own like writers university through like YouTube yeah. and online videos, <laughs> so a lot of stuff I'm able to recognize, and I try to you know challenge myself because I have nobody to say you're wrong or you're right when I'm watching it. But I was like, okay, I feel like this is where you know even just by the music alone and just by Elena being a bit more frantic than she was before, and then um, Sean. Though he's acting really well, like he really was acting sitting at that desk. Like I was like, okay, something has to change. So that was um so kudos to me for recognizing that. <laughs> um, but what I do love about this show is that when we get to Intech and we see that um Ryland talking to everyone, now the agents, the extras who are there are pretty much no names, they're just there to fill in. But I like that we have varying ages and body types. And, like, you have, like, some conventionally attractive white women over here. Some older white ladies. I've got an older black man. Some some guys who are a bit heavier. I like that they probably were like, look, if you're between 30 and 52 or 60, own a suit. Please come, <laughs> come, come on set. I like that. Show up. <laughs> yeah. It sounded like the casting call for Wakanda yep. down here. Um, they put they put out that casting call and they were like, "If you black and you got a dashiki." <laughs> I mean, it wasn't that bad. They were like, "If you have like African apparel, yeah, you know, or garb." Um, but yeah, they probably told the extras like, "Yeah, just break out your because I mean they're federal agents." They mm-hmm. don't, they're not living in the, well. You said the lap of luxury. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they kind of broke. So. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and there's always one dude. There's there are a couple of extras on this show that um, I'm like, y'all are dedicated. I love yeah. the fact that you stuck with these people. So. Yeah, yeah. Ah oh, man, and even and a quick little tangent. If you were to reboot this show, same universe, uh, same timeline, just going forward, however many years. If you get one or two of these extras who have you like shown up enough, or just one person who maybe was in the background of a few episodes, and you make them a main character, and you can do a flashback to a scene that they're in, like that, that was just my uh, fan geek heart <laughs> would explode like that. <laughs> Man, yeah. They, um, you know, I remember Lost did that. Uh huh. Couple of characters, um. And the characters that I'm thinking about, I don't think people liked. Yeah. Uh, but I think Lost kind of would do that. And they're, um, but yeah, I, I do wish the show actually could have shown some of the agents dealing with other people, dealing with people with other abilities. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, um, like there's this one black guy, that, like, I'm, I have it on right now. And they, every time they show his face, I'm like, he's been there since the first season. Is it that <laughs> older man or the guy with the glasses? No, he's he, he doesn't have glasses. He is he is very dark. Hmm. Um, he looks like he is like middle. He looks like somebody's dad. Okay, but, okay. Um, like he's been there since like the first season. But yeah, yeah. I I always felt that the background players um, were good in the show, especially at Intact. Yeah, man, you're right. I I like I like these people. I like these people. Um, so they're walking with Rylan, and like you said, he said it's on Washington's radar. They um they seeing all this stuff going on, um, 
And he's he's saying that it's not temporary and that Washington sees it as us fighting a war. And then back to what you said earlier, which was pretty much, yes, when you're on the outside looking in, this is ground zero. Y'all going through a lot down here. Um, so they're... <sighs> Tom and Diana are very passionate. They people who they love are forty four hundred, and it makes sense. But I, I don't know whose side I fall on. I mean, I fall on theirs because they're the main characters, and I agree. But then, if we're going to ground this in the real world, Rylan, this I could see this happening. I could see this playing out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and you know, it's personal for them. Yeah. That um. That I can understand their concern. I don't know if they necessarily were asking for like special treatment, but it was more so like, hey, yeah, you know, they we don't want them lost in the system. Yeah. So, yeah. So, which I think is fair. I think it's fair because yeah. I mean, in and I hate to say it, but I think they the, the time and energy that specifically these two have put into dealing with the forty four hundred should give them a little bit of special treatment in the in the sense that at the very least i should be able to see these people like we don't know if this contagious to humans um who are not 4400 but you know i feel like we they've been on the ground doing what they had to do for the two whole seasons and you know they deserve a little something um so we go back to the hospital with uh maya and the fifth page has returned to her documents, but two lines are blacked out, which I felt like, why wouldn't you just remove those lines? Like, that, that's, that I was going to say, who the hell redacts <laughs> yeah. medical records, you know, like, mm. and that, that would definitely, once again, bring up, you know, cause, you know, cause me to be suspicious. Yeah. So. Yeah, for sure. Cause, like, what what are you doing? Like, for no, this is a hospital. This isn't well. I mean, it's a facility. But Maya's like, look, I don't have my visions anymore. They're gone. She has her the rash like on her neck and the bottom of her face, and I don't know. Uh, the the ease at which the doctor lied to Diana, when she was like, yeah, you know, the page came back, but what are these two lines that are missing? He's like, oh yeah, well, you know, that was something that was done twice, and we don't want. Um, we don't, what do you say? That was a test that was done, but it was duplicated on the form and we cross it out. So they don't read that into the results or something. I was like, God, you are a liar. <laughs> this is not true. Like, ugh, forget that dude. Um, I didn't like him. I didn't like him. And I don't know if it's just cause everything that's going on or he was deliberately supposed to be unlikable, but I wasn't here for it. I was, I didn't like him. Yeah, he um he steadily became skeevy. Yeah, that's <laughs> exactly the, um, as the episode progressed. So and you know, uh, rightly so. <laughs> yeah, creep. So, yeah. <laughs> um, we go to a park where Brian, right? Brian yeah. and Lily are just walking, you know, shoulder to shoulder, and having a little powwow and. I, I mean, he's pretty much offering a shoulder. Like, I'm here for you, you and Richard and Isabel, if y'all need anything. Which I think, if I was controlling this show, I would not have had it go the way it did. But having him as, a, as an ally, 
to them specifically, I think would have made, and I could be getting ahead of myself because there's more seasons, but I think it would have made for a very good set of stories where you can have the interesting Lily, Richard, Isabel, but you can also shake it up with extra characters who are very personal with Lily. You can bring in Brian and their daughter and then uh, Brian's new wife. Like there's a lot to play off of that I think would have been more interesting than the way they took the show with Lily and Brian. I mean, it was still it was still good to watch. It wasn't bad. I was like, man, to have him as a true ally specifically for them, that would be but yeah. So it didn't happen that way. <laughs> I, I I I like the fact that they he was at a point where he wasn't being an asshole no more. Yeah. And, um I was like, okay, that's cool. Because mm-hmm. you know, right now there's no reason for him to I mean there wasn't a reason for him to react the way that he did. At all. Yeah, he 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 actually acted like he came back with the with that virus, you know, which yeah. came off uh, the mothership or whatever. Yeah. So Yeah, yeah, that guy, he was I don't know. Um and and then and everybody likes who they like, you're attracted to what you're attracted to. And I leave this comment saying that because I also like how a lot of people look normal. Like not to be funny, if this show was just created today, Brian would probably be played by, like, Daniel Craig. Like, but he's, a, like, just a regular-looking guy. He's not spectacular to look at, and I'm not trying to be shady, but he just, he's a regular dude. And there's a lot of characters on this show, extras and um, repeat characters and, and main characters, who just, they look like everyday people. And I really like that part. Because it is without the CW scene where everybody is like exceptionally beautiful with perfect hair and like they just he look regular so yep. yeah is that so we cut back to Intech not Intech excuse me the forty four hundred center where Tom and Diana are pretty much shaking down uh, what's the dude name um, who I replaced keep wanting to say Matthew I I know it's probably wrong but. Yeah, we can go with that, Matthew. So, they're talking with him, uh, Junior Magneto, and he's like, man, I can encourage the 4,400 who are sick to go to uh, quarantine. And it was like, well, no, we need everybody. He was like, yeah. And they're, they're kind of threatening him, uh, trying to not be as aggressive. But Tom is just like, man, I'm going to whoop your ass. That's pretty much what he says. Like, <laughs> you need to get these people to our facility and um I, this was the interesting one for because i can see both sides and mm-hmm. i don't know I, it's like to go and i'm sick okay but to go and i'm not sick just because of who i am is like wh- but what are you going to do to me because y'all wasn't so great to me before so right mm, well, I, the other part of that though is they have no idea if this is going to spread. Yeah, yeah. Um, at least, you know, right now, they have no idea where this is going to be. I mean, where this is going to go. So, that's why I'm saying. Like, that's it's. this is one of those cases where, like you mentioned, you can see both sides of this. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Without, you know, saying one side in particular is, you know, more right than the other. Mm-hmm. Um because they're they're looking at it from different perspectives. Um, before I forget, I wanted to say the um, take it back just a couple. Yeah. 
the queens. Um, you remember Maya revealed that she couldn't see the future. Yeah. She couldn't see the future, and I think um, it's a second example, actually third example of somebody's abilities being on the fritz. Yeah. Um, Sean, Elena, if I got the name right, yeah. Romana, and and now her. But yeah, so I just I I just remembered uh, remembered that. But yeah, I mean, as far as and I like Matthew, like he is such the PR rep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He tries to spin stuff so hard um, for. You know something that he doesn't necessarily believe in. You remember the? I think this earlier this season he was like, I, yeah, you know, I'm not a, I'm not as diehard as um, Jordan, Jordan was, yeah. but I, I'm still going to ride for this. I mean, I got paid to do my job. Right, right, yeah, I do. Yeah, I like him too, and I think he was a very smart replacement. I mean, casting wise and like in the show, of course, but. He he has a very similar look to Jordan, but but different enough that you know it's not the same person. Um, he's a good stand-in that doesn't feel like I feel like he kept the essence of Jordan alive. So whenever, if ever, I'll say Jordan returns. If Matthew goes away, it'll be unfortunate. But I I I, I don't know. I just I like him. He's a variation of Jordan. That um, that is well. That's done well. I'll say that. Um, yeah, so we go to the next scene, which is painting over that murder door. Um, Kyle and the guy who's framed for killing Jordan, his little brother, which they look nothing alike, but his little brother shows up or is forced to help paint the door. And what is that girl's name? Is it Wind? Nope, Wendy. You're doing better than me. I didn't. I feel like that's not it. I just <laughs> pulled that out of thin air. Well, she's like, yeah, you know, paint the door with him. He's he's cool. Y'all are the same age, right? And that happens. So that kind of is a is a little setup for what could happen later. And we go to is it Sean being sick? Yeah. So Sean, yeah, passing on the torch to Richard. He's like, man. You're about to get a promotion. I need you to be the face of this movement right now while I'm going through all of this. Which I also thought that was a smart move. Not just because Richard is one of the main characters. But who else would be able to hold the like hold that position? And instead of just throwing him into this position, they gave examples. Like you were in the war. You... you worked well with the team and like since you've been back you, you got a baby like they they gave off a lot of things in continuity in universe that made him a good candidate and i like that i like that yeah I like that yeah i um you know this is my herschel yeah being able to step up to the forefront so mm-hmm. i was i mean it was a good choice yeah yeah and i like that uh sean was like uh what did he say he's like oh i don't i don't think i'm I I I hadn't been in the war since 1953, and Sean was like, "Well, I, a year and a half ago, I was in high school. Like, so exactly. what, what are you talking about? That means nothing to me." <laughs> so, so I like that he took over. He's like, "Man, you gotta do what you gotta do." So then we go to the quarantine facility, which is a prison. It is a huge yeah. prison, which yeah. y'all couldn't have made dress this up a little bit. Put put a blanket on the door or something. They don't care about these people at all. 
if I buy like if people started walking around with super abilities in this world, yeah, I'd be rolling out the red carpet. I'd yeah. be like, hey, hey, can you fly? That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, like they treat them like shit. It's just weird. Yeah, it um, is. It's terrible. Um, it's terrible. Yeah. Yeah, because you don't know. I don't know. And yeah, no, I, I agree. But we will in. <sighs> They will this man into this facility and leave him in the middle of the floor. They don't get this man a bed. He's dying. He is visibly dying. Why would you put him in the middle of traffic? Yeah. When um when that happened, we paused it and I just looked at him, just sitting in like the sea of like some people are okay, but then like you see everybody's just laid out on beds. Yeah. And I was like, that's the most, that's horrible. Yeah. This is horrible. Yeah, but I just, I did write down, they just left his ass there. No, for real. And like, in the middle of, like, people are walking over him. Yep. Sad. Yep. Um, so we go from there right to a <clears throat> 4400 press conference where uh, Cottonmouth is talking. And he's like, hey, <laughs> they want us in quarantine. The gist of it is... Intact in the government is trying to get us in quarantine. And he goes off, which I think is kind of off script. Well, off script from what Intact thought he was going to say. And he's like, well, you know, we ask that you, you know, go or whatever. But uh, walking into quarantine is an easy step. But walking out might not be so easy. So if you ain't showing symptoms, you know, do what you got to do. And I like that. I like that. Yeah. Um, I, I liked it. And then Rylan starts saying, those people. Yeah, those. He those. said, them, those. I was like, man. So how come, well, no, I mean, he's he, they've been pretty antagonistic against the 4400, mm-hmm. you know, even low-key. Let, let, let me say that. Because I was about to say, like, how come when the face of the 4400 now is like black and black? <laughs> He starts saying those people. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, this is where you can see Rylan starting to make the turn. Yeah, yeah. And he he's pissed. He, he ain't he's sick of this shit. And yeah. again, I, I see both sides, but um, there's one side that I'm rooting for. And I guess for me, I'm more or less rooting for the 4400 only because you're not giving me a reason to believe as intact that you're going to take care of me. You don't even know what this virus is. Yes, some people got it, some people don't. And more than likely, probably Mm -hmm. all of us would get it. But I don't want to just walk into a facility where y'all had me before as just a number and doing whatever. Like, yeah, it's easy to walk into, but when will I be able to leave? Right, exactly. Am I going to die there? My new family, my old family, will they be able to see me? Like, hooey, yeah. This is this is heavy. He said ten hours. We start rounding them up. I'm like, damn, that's. It's getting serious. Yeah, <laughs> it's getting serious. Shoot. Um. So then we find out that Sean actually has a bed and it's next to Maya. Well, of course, uh, two top build actors, and I mean they're talking. It's 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 a cute scene. Um, do they know each other? See, that's the thing. That's what I like about this. I don't, I, they might have seen each other. Okay. In or may, maybe they do. I don't, we'd have to go through the first season and 
I'm sorry, I'm not that big of a nerd to like just yeah. dig that. But um, I know this is something that we talked about in the first season. Them pairing up different characters mm-hmm. together. So mm-hmm. like, remember, you know, we talked about Richard and Maya because yeah. they were. I mean, they weren't the same age, but they were around kind of the same period. Yeah. You know, them knowing, you know, things that maybe other people don't know. Yeah. Relate. You know, but I, I like the fact that they did pair the two of them up. And I think that she actually held her own, mm-hmm. you know, in, in the scene. Yeah. No, no I agree. Um, I think everything was really good about the both of them. They both looked really bad. I like that with her being a kid and having this illness. I don't know if maybe it wasn't as aggressive on her like thinking if this was a real story, but she looked very much like as a kid, I'm sick. You know, I get a cold, I get a stomach ache. I'm, this is just what happens. He was looking like he, he'd been through hell in his lifetime. And this is just another step in the grave. So I did like that visual difference between them. Um, Yeah. yeah. And it was, it was good watching them talk. And him still being the uh, kind of big brother adult, not want to say protector because there's nothing to protect her from, but it was it was a very genuine scene. It was very nice, innocent, heart wrenching. Not heart wrenching. Was it pull on your heartstrings type scene? Yeah. yeah. And Maya wasn't annoying. You know, she like she held her own with her little virus makeup. Um, so then we go next to, what is the, um, the doctor, what is this man, I don't know, I'm forgetting all these names, but the doctor who was, um, in the, the junkyard mental institution episode, he oh, is, uh, Kevin Burkoff. Burkoff, okay, let me write that down so I can remember, so he is spitting Sunflower Season to a trash can, he got his 4400, he played, now he played this part, I thought oh, okay. he did. I told you, like, if you ever, um, Jeffrey Combs is his name. Mm-hmm. He is a really good character actor and does, he's done, like, a lot of sci-fi yeah. um, related stuff. And, like, so my biggest thing that I, I really enjoy him from is this. Mm-hmm. But also, uh, Deep Space Nine. Okay. I'll uh, start with Deep Space Nine. But, yeah, he, when he spit out <laughs> those seeds and Tom was like, I'm going to knock this motherfucker out. I yeah. was just like. He's committed to this scene. Yeah, he's he's really good. And especially seeing how he was when we first met him in the mental institution versus how he is now. Like, I think yeah. that, by nature of how they use that character, anybody could have done well with being, you know, kind of more reserved and then opening up. But he did really well. I really enjoyed him. So, kudos, Jeffrey. Um, yeah, so he, he hands over his findings to the creepy doctor and he's like hey man i showed you yours let me see i showed you mine let me see yours And he's like man well that's that's classified that's top secret well why am i sharing my research with you then right and he and when the doctor walks out he um jeffrey calls see this is where you started getting paranoid he's like do you really want to save these people Mm-hmm. mm-hmm and and that's when like every all the evidence keeps showing tom and Diana that you know something's up yeah yeah because if it's anybody like she said like she said Diana said it if it's any time to bend the rules this would be the time and the other thing that had me on alert as a viewer even though I figured something was going on is that this is a doctor who you all have vetted you know 
You knew about his life before 4400. You knew about him being in the mental facility. And you know about what he's capable of now that he's out. This ain't just random Dr. Smith from down the street. You know this man. You have, you like, you know this man. So, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, this is why I, I got to be a bit nervous myself. Um, yeah, so then Max or Mark? What's this guy? The nerd? Oh, Marco. Yep, Marco. Marco. That is his name. Narcos. So, he, him and uh, Diana and Tom are in the, the, the library, Lord, in the elevator. And I was with him, too. He's like, man, why would I want to lose my job? Helping y'all ain't doing nothing for me. Like, yeah, it helps everyone overall, but do I really know that? Like, I'm putting my job on the line for you two. Yeah. What have y'all done for me? And he didn't say that, but I, I'm saying it. What have y'all done for him? I I loved it because, <laughs> mm. like I said, he, um, he he it was just kind of a real you know just you know he kept repeating it because he didn't want to lose his job but he knows that there's something up. Yeah. Um, first and foremost, he he even mentioned he's like, yo, I got a four hundred one k. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like you know what, I can relate to that. Yes. <laughs> yes. And. Perfect. That's perfect, and I like that because I think it's so easy with all these superhero shows and and stuff that we have now to make everybody this. Like I could easily see this being remade, and then him being like, "He's the undercover. He's a mutant. That's why he's so smart." And so, like you, but you're bringing it down to a level that most people watching this show probably could relate to. Yeah, a four hundred one k. Yeah, I don't want to lose my job. Yeah, even though I'm in this facilities surrounded around supernatural fantastic stuff i still have a nine to five exactly i like that i like that that's there was um and what was there was something else yeah that that was um there was something even recently like the older i get Mm -hmm. i find myself kind of thinking more as an adult like i watched the breakfast club Mm -hmm. recently and i found myself like empathizing with the guy who was a teacher (laughs) yeah and I was like, yeah, these kids are, first of all, they're, 50, they're 30 year olds, so they're not children. Yeah. So they're being assholes. But, uh, and also, some of the stuff in the, in those movies is problematic, like racist and sexist. Yeah. And whatever. But looking at it, when he sat down, he was just like, I make $31,000 and I ain't trying to be fucked with. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And I was like, and I don't feel like an a hole for feeling that way. Like, I, like, no, at a certain point, you gotta, you gotta look at that four hundred one k, right? Yeah, yeah. Cause I mean, who's gonna be there for you when, when, when you're old and gray? That four hundred one k gonna be there. You know, you don't want to <laughs> lose that. You didn't put all that money into. You ain't trying to lose that. You trying to gain. So yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> that happens quite often when I'm watching TV shows. I think the age thing as well, but a lot of the times. When I watch older stuff, the people who are supposed to be heroes versus the bad guys or the the nerdy or the ones that get picked, I'm like, mm. I, I know what the show wants me to think, much like with Riverdale. They want me to think Archie and Betty and Veronica and Jughead are the good guys. They are trash. They are horrible people. Zachary Morris from Saved by the Bell, same. Horrible. Yeah. Like, yeah, so I feel you. I feel yeah. <laughs> These people suck. Uh, so fucking <laughs> no, for real. Actually, lock them in. Lock the doors. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Ugly kids. <laughs> and I like that movie. So I just. <laughs> uh, like, one of my brother's favorites, but we we it was it's so 
Oh man. Anyways, but that's another story. <laughs> um, so the next scene we get uh Harriet the spy, Lily is uh okay, now I don't say I'm not saying she had to go all out, but I felt like she wasn't really like you put on a jacket, I guess. Like what was, <laughs> you were very obvious, I thought. It's only two of y'all in this building at this time. Yeah. Um, so the lady from the nursery or the whatever, she takes, uh, Isabel and Lily is just there watching her. She, I guess she saw what room they went into and she goes back and gets Richard and Richard comes through with his suit on and they go to the door. His key card don't work. And this man kicks in the door. Now, what's surprising to me is that nobody had a reaction. They're just like, Oh, <laughs> they're here. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Like, just another day at the 4400. No, nah, for real. Man. Uh, <laughs> Isabel crying. Uh, Matthew will say, hopefully that's it, his name. He adjusted soon. He's like, um, I assure you, your daughter has not been hard. Or this is the first time. Or something very like, that does not matter. <laughs> something. Right. And, uh, you know, Liz's like, she's not community property. We are parents. And. He goes into this speech where it's like, no, you aren't parent. What do he say? You are the stewards of the future, and we're doing what y'all should have done uh, years ago or whatever. And it's like what he said made sense, but I was like, man, that's that kid, bro. You can't just <laughs> right. He was okay, so he was being so real in this scene where he first of all he said, "Your daughter is a Rosetta Stone for the forty four hundred and. Mm-hmm. Um, f- f- people do your homework for the Rosetta Stone. Yes, please. <laughs> yeah, so that that's the big thing. So that I like that. But then the other thing, um, he said you. He's like you're doing a piss poor job of yes. raising <laughs> raising her. Yes. And like you said, this might have not been the scene, the you know the part where he needed to tell them that they were being piss poor. But mm-hmm. that's what I like about that character. Like he's he's like okay, this situation is falling apart. But I'm still gonna rub some more salt on the moon and be real as fuck. I mean, but he wasn't lying. He wasn't lying. Um, yeah, he wasn't lying. Like I mean, and because, but then at the same time, I I wanna, I I agree with him. But then it's like, oh, they are for all intents and purposes, they are poor people who are being taken advantage of by Jordan. So to say that they're doing a piss poor job is it's accurate, but it's only accurate because. Now they have the resources, which kind of, kind of folds the whole argument in on itself for me. Because before we were on the run, we didn't know we had a magic baby. Now we do, and we're on the run from Jordan. So we're poor. We don't have a lot of resources. Then we get the resources. Instead of you asking us to experiment or to um, give a physical or whatever to the baby, you just do it behind our back. So it's it's a lot to unpack. But I think he's right that they have been working off of emotion, which is fine. But looking at the bigger picture, they haven't done such a good job at all. So, hell, she's killed a bunch of people. How many people did Isabella kill? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) The child has been murdering people. Yeah, left and right. Right. Um, Yeah, so that happens. And Richard feels sad. And then we go on to Tom sitting with... Elena, and he's like, man, you got to be in bed. She's like, man, they'll take me back. You know, whatever. I want to see you. And it's a... 
I like them. And I saw something going around Twitter recently that was like, somebody asked, what is a TV or movie couple that, I forget the wording exactly, but it was like, that didn't have chemistry and people and they tried to force them together anyways. I feel the exact opposite about Tom and Elena. I do feel like they are together, that they're in love, that they're in a relationship. Like, I don't know. I'm sure there are better pairings, but they did. They're, I like them. Yeah. I like them. They, um, it just, that's one of those, this is one of those times that I wish that there had been, um, a lot more kind of in-depth, you know, back, you know, um, behind the scenes yeah. uh, stuff done, you know, for the show because I their chemistry is really good mm-hmm. and and I'm wondering like how they just hit it off like that, but it might just simply be that they're talented actors. Yeah, so. yeah, I I could see that too. But they they really even honestly more so than Lily and Richard. Like I like them, they're cool, but yeah. Tom and Elena. Or Elena, yeah, they, they, they convinced me from like I bought into the eight-year time jump. Even though we watched it play out, I bought into it when they came out of the eight years because of their chemistry and their acting together. So, yeah, kudos to them. Um, so we're talking about the illness and how it affects people's abilities. So I like that, even though at this point, as an audience. Remember, you should know this, but, you know, they're breaking it down. And is this a scene that is just exposition or, because, again, I, I'm throwing out terms because I'm learning, Robert. I'm, I'm learning stuff <laughs> online university. Or is this, um, like, I feel like I have to look at every scene, like, would this show work without this scene? And I don't feel like it would. Um, but then again... They are, I think it's more or less their their relationship and not the information he's giving because we already know this information from watching it. Did that? It's, um, I mean, you're, so you're, with the conversation between Tom and Elena, you're mm-hmm. asking if it's just an information? Yeah. Info, info dump. Um, no, I mean, I think it's still, I I think it's just a scene that works between two people going through it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I mean, especially her. I mean, you know, it's just, um, you know, it gives us more time to, um, well, to kind of sit with the two of them, but also it kind of gives him more desperation. Okay, okay. This is, you know, this is, because this is the scene where she she wanted them to be married for real yeah. in this world. And and that's what I actually I liked about it. I mean, mm. um because if I remember correctly, there is, yeah, I don't think they really focus on her after this scene. Mm-mm. So, you know, this might just be kind of, you know, another catalyst for him to, you know, figure out what's going on or, mm. you know, try to get a handle on it or just kind of to show that, you know, he's kind of dealing with some, I mean, he's, this is really kind of messing with him. Yeah. So. Uh, but no, I didn't. I didn't really think this was too much of it, like an info dump. Mm-hmm. Okay. Too much, like exposition. Okay. So now she gets to the end, and she's like, you know, I, she, I want, like you said, I, I, I wanted to be married to you in this world. I want to tell you before I, you know, lost my mind or whatever. She and she said something like, um, I may never be good again, or they may never make me good again, or something. And the way she said it, with yeah. with her. 
mm, let me say this right with her dialect or her the way she speaks it makes sense that she says it that way but it also kind of felt childlike to me in a very innocent way which I think kind of drove home that line that really made it that much more emotional because it'd be one thing to say Tom I love you and if I lose my mind I just want you to know I love you but the way they had her worded felt very Mm -hmm. innocent and like English is my second language I'm really a fish out of water because you hear everybody else you hear no matter what they're speaking like you and I speak she's the only one who had so I just something about that I don't know if they thought that deep into it but it really it really that did it for me it did. Mm. Yeah. Man. Um, next up we get uh, Kyle having dinner with homegirl after painting her door. And this is something. And I, For me, my wallet is always on me. Unless I'm in the house. My wallet is always in my pocket. I'm going to say this. Um, considering the household in which he was in, I'm surprised he left out of there with his life. Because, oh. you know. It sounds like I think that was kind of what something that he got from his brother. So mm. his pocket, he probably picked his pocket. Okay. Um, okay. Well. Yeah. Kyle don't strike me as a type to say, "Oh, let me, let me." Okay. Okay. And just put the stuff down. That makes me feel better then, because I was like, "Why is your wallet like? Did you put it in a jacket and leave yeah. your jacket on the?" Okay, because this thing, he's having dinner with a uh, homegirl. And she's telling the little brother to come in and eat. He's like, oh, okay, I'll be there in a minute. But he's going through Kyle's wallet. And he gets the um, Tom's intact business card, which, you know, okay, whatever. And that frustrated me. Because I was like, why is your wallet? How do you not have your wallet in your pocket? But what you said makes more sense. And uh, that's a quick little establishing scene for things to come. And then we get Marco's. At the 4400 Center. Now, let's talk about this scene. I think the next that follows is daytime. There are, I'd say, maybe 80 uh, 4400 workers interlocked arm in arm standing at the front door in the daytime. Marcos mm-hmm. drops off the, uh, the blood work and whatever else, and the doctor takes it. But we're going to revisit that setup, and it's going to be nighttime. Why are those people there? I don't know. They, it's. I think ever since that announcement was made about, um, you know, the the forty four hundred center was not going to walk lockstep with the government. Yeah, they're just putting a putting on a show of force. You know, <sighs> um, and that that's the only thing I could kind of take from it. Um, I'll be like, so do y'all alternate, take bathroom breaks? I mean, because there is a lot of y'all. And then, like, <laughs> nobody seems to have a gun, a helmet. I was like, exactly. this makes no sense. Y'all are pawns for real. <laughs> oh, man. Right. Um, yeah, but, um, no, I mean, but the big thing that we get from this is that he gave over, handed over the, um, uh, the files, you know, yeah. the paperwork. And then he also says, hey, are y'all hiring? Yeah, yeah. He's like, "Cause I'm gonna need it," and it's like, "Yeah, man, you you gonna lose your job, bro." And now, Tim, is Marco is he white or is he Hispanic, or do you know? I don't. I'm not too sure. Yeah. Um, 
That, that's an IMDB search right there. Yeah, because I, I was like, man, this guy, I just, ew, I don't, I don't want to misrace him or whatever. But I was like, man, it, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> but like, I'm like, oh, is he a person of color? Okay, that's interesting. But whatever, it doesn't take away from his character. But I was like, man, he looks kind of like some friends I knew in high school. Um, so we get what, what I assume is minutes after... Lily and Richard left the room, the exam, the operating room. Richard walks into Lily frantically packing a bag. She wants to leave. And Richard, again, this is where I can see both sides. She's the mother. She wants her daughter to be safe, her child to be safe. She says, I don't care. It's not that they're experimenting on her. It's the way that they did it, which I, I think that's fair. But Richard is telling her, like, yeah, we can deal with him. But we can't deal with him right now because there's a larger there's a larger battle being fought here, and our daughter could be the key. And yeah, I, I like it because again, and not to make race too big of a deal, but I think when you look at it, this is a white woman, conventionally attractive, blonde hair, blue eyed white woman who once was best for her child. She's a mother, fine. But then you have this black man who has been through some shit who can see that what we want, of course, is to keep our daughter safe, and we can do that here, and yes, they lied, but if we're looking at the overall picture, how safe, how much safer do you think we would be on our own without right. this large machine behind us where we are essentially the royal family of this machine? Yep. So, I, yeah. I, yeah, it, it's, I, that conversation was definitely one where... I could see both sides of the converse, you know, argument, but she was she was doing the most, mm-hmm. and I, I kind of felt that you know it would have it should have been one of those things where let's try to find a middle ground, mm-hmm. like you know, her, you know, they won't continue to test on her, but we can't be running these streets because the only other option is if they catch us out there, um, and you remember we were broken murdering before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and broken murder and that's that's our new album yeah but, uh, <laughs> you know we were we didn't have anything so you know that's kind of but i think so like you know they of course she she got the point she realized it and it is what it is I mean, but, um, did she? yeah I, I, this was kind of this decline of her character for me in this in these two episodes yeah yeah she oh she was annoying um we go back to Intech, and they're pretty much gathering the troops to go run down on a 4400. And then the yep. very next scene, like I said, like these people are still standing here, arm in arm. Like, what do? Why are y'all doing this? Like, what was the point? Why were you here for so long? What? Like, <laughs> it's nighttime now, and then you get like a pan shot of all the people there. And then we get to this couple at the end who are talking. I'm like, what? What are y'all talking about? Everybody else got headsets and y'all sitting here talking. Uh, but whatever. Um, these cars pull up and this SWAT team, Intech SWAT team pull up and it is a standoff. Yeah. Yeah. It is a standoff. Um, I like the way this was shot because I think about, okay, this is a low budget show. They probably didn't have a whole lot of stuff. This was like a crane shot coming down. Um, this big wide shot with everybody walking in. Like, I think for the type of show it is and what 
the amount of money it seems that they had. This was a really good shot of the two kind of warring factions, so to speak. Yeah. And Ryland, Diana, and Tom, they get to walking up. Well, the whole crew. But my thing is, when they walking up, are y'all ready to, like, fist fight to get through? Like, what was y'all about to do if they didn't move? Uh, you remember Ryland said, um, he, he said if they... You know, if they buck. Yeah, you nuck. You nuck if they buck. Oh, man. So they separated. They they part like the Red Sea, and Ryden is a little shocked. And he's like, all right, they're letting us through. And they walk through. Ryden grabs the dough, opens it. Everybody walks in. And there's Matthew. He said, I'm sorry. You've come to the wrong place. (laughs) Ah. I like that. The forty four hundred are gone. He said, "Yeah, you ain't nobody here." Like, what do you played want? Them. Yeah, so they 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 got played. Like they were just gonna sit in the forty four hundred center and wait for them to roll up in there. Right, right, and take me and my family. Yeah, yeah, they like this ain't Waco, Texas. Like we not. Yeah. How what we doing? Mm-mm. So I, th- I thought that was a smart move. Uh, but they also bring Matthew back to the 40, 4400, to the intact. And they're like, man, you got to, where the hell they at? And he's like, man, look, we advised them, like you said, they didn't show up. But they weren't finna sit there and let y'all quarantine them. And if I'm not under arrest, I want to leave. And I was like, man, this man, he is, yeah. But he ends up not like, you know, y'all, this is going to end ugly. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, it's, it's not. It's not gonna be good. It's gonna be nothing good about this. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't wrong. Like, I like this because the guys who are supposed to be the bad guys are still have some valid points. Everybody mm-hmm. seemed to be hitting you with some valid the points. <laughs> so, yeah, he said, yeah. focus on the sick ones y'all got instead of trying to round up everybody else. Yeah. He's right. I thought it was. Yeah, I thought I, I liked the old rope though. So, and then that's when he. Um, that's I'm trying to think. That's when Ryland says. He calls him an insurgency. Yep. You know, he said the 520 people who are who have who are still the holdouts, um, are an insurgency. And when you say stuff like that, mm. that that definitely lets you know <laughs> what your mindset is. Yeah. Yeah. Your mindset is so. Yeah, and he, yeah. yeah, he's very much uh, bleeding red, white, and blue, and he's like, you know, the 4400, forget all that, we we got to get him, I'm an American, I'm like, mm, 4400s are American too, but yeah, um, Ryland starts to look a little bit like a George Bush mask, um, exactly, exactly. Yeah. but we get, we get uh, Richard, you know, filling in like Storm did with the X-Men. He's like, look, y'all, this is what we got to do. There's 632 <laughs> uh, houses from here to California. No, he's like, yeah, there's a bunch of safe houses, and we got to get everybody shelter who wants it. And it looks good. Um, he's talking about getting them to safety. And while, he's doing that while Matthew's trying to end this peacefully. I, I get Lily's frustration, probably because she's the only one with a kid out of, like, all the people. But I don't know. I feel like she could have been more supportive, 
to Richard and to the cause because again, like I think he made some pretty valid points out there on our own. We are three people here. We're like an army. So well, it's like yeah, bend down the hatches and let's let's ride this out. But um, like I said, I when he talk, started talking about like Jordan had already planned for this. Mm-hmm. There are safe houses all around. Yeah. And, like, is this the Underground Railroad for the 4400? I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> these big houses, these are huge houses. Like, he ain't got nothing to look like Big Mama's house. Like, why are these houses so huge? That is causing attention. But, yeah. yeah. You know, I like him and Lily talking. And he's like, look, I'm not looking for a fight. And she is, again, I see she's trying to protect her kid. That doesn't bother me. But I just... <sighs> I don't know. She just, it, she, to me, I don't know. It just didn't feel real or right. I don't know. Um. Yeah, and we're we're gonna get to. Well, I mean, what is? Oh, so we hadn't got to the yet. Yeah, so the Kyle scene. Kyle scene is right after this. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, Kyle is found out by um. The girlfriend, and she smacks the fuck out. Yes, of that was real. That was yeah. real. <laughs> what do you say? That that had to be real. Yeah, <laughs> that had to be real. Yes. Oh yeah, god. She oh she slaps the shit out of him. She, you lying prick, and then she slams the door that he painted in his face. So there's that. So um, that's the end of that storyline. Mm-hmm. So so. But um, and then after that. Uh, this is actually one of my favorite parts when Kevin Kevin meets up with Diana and um, oh Tom mm-hmm. in the park, and what he explains is that the disease that they have is a side effect of something that they have in their system, which was introduced by the government, and mm-hmm. it's called the promyosin inhibitor. Yeah, so that's what he so. There, we don't know the circumstances, but it's it's not something that was naturally occurring. Yeah, in them, it was something that was you know brought about due to something that the um, intact in the United States government did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is shitty. Um, and he's like he's playing his part. This Jeffrey character, he is playing it. Um. Yeah, and he's like, look, you know, when you find out, you know, this mess, tell me he gives them a manila envelope and he storms off. And I, I'm with you. I, this is probably is my favorite scene just because it like puts a, a, a nail on the head of everything that happened. Yeah. Um, but it's not the last scene. Because... No, it's not the last scene. Um, I'll let you take this because this is some BS to me. Mm, okay, so... We go from Kevin storming off to Lily storming out. She grabs her baby in the brightest outfit she could find. Because that's, you know, <laughs> like, see me. Um, bright pinks and whatnot. And she walks over to a car. And she's like, hey, I just need you to give me and Isabel somewhere safe to stay. And then the camera goes to the other side. And there is Brian. And he's looking like... God damn, all right. But I, 
I don't know. Um, what were you about to say? I, I know. I just I don't know because this it makes. In one hand, I get it, but I'm like you. You need to stay with your people. Like being with Bryant. Like I don't know, man. I just wouldn't. I would. I don't see why she wouldn't trust Richard over Brian. Which is one of the large. Which is one of the reasons why I'm tired. I I got like I'm tired of the character. Yeah. Because they've already established that they've gone through, you know, thick men. You know, they once again they've killed together with mm-hmm. baby with baby, um, and to not trust in that. Y'all were doing worse out on the streets than you were. Now, I mean, okay, let me say that'll be a, both situations are pretty like stressful, but to leave, you know, the, and and it wasn't like Richard had had a history of being mm-hmm, mm-hmm. on some BS. Like, yeah, he done, like he has done right by the two of y'all for as long as I could think of. Yeah, and to now start running away because he's trying to defend I mean it's like thinking as like y'all's people now yeah like right you know race is definitely still a factor Mm -hmm. but there's this common you have this commonality with all of these people who are now about to be you know going through it so maybe I don't know maybe she she was just like I don't like being treated like y'all I mean gotta be because Richard said what yeah (laughs) you people because there's no way like, there's no way that you would think, and especially, okay, even if we're going to go with she's just concerned about her child, nobody in this house are the people who were in that nursery. Like, there's like those seem to be official people. Nobody in this house are those people. So, and you're, and you're, the only way they had access to her is when you dropped her off to the daycare. You're not doing that anymore. She's with you. So, I don't, I feel like it should have been... It should have been. It shouldn't have been. That, I don't know. Whatever. I don't. I don't. I don't like Lily. <laughs> um. Yeah. So we um. Then get back to intact, and we start to look over some some paperwork, and we see promycin inhibitors. Elena was getting it. Sean, Maya, everybody was getting it. Every time they came to intact for every single checkup, she says we did it to them. Tom, we made them sick. And now, would this be considered a retcon, or is it like if this wasn't in the original story? Just as watching it, outside looking in, watching the show, would that be considered a retcon, or is that just another part of the story? It's just another part of the story. Okay. I mean, you know, that to me, that these were things that were just happening, you know, off screen, and now. Yeah, I mean, we we talk about that with Black Lightning. Mm. <laughs> because I mean, at least here they go back and actually show it. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, just because it doesn't, I, I don't know. Maybe there are people that feel because it doesn't happen in front of your eyeballs, you know, that mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. And I'm, I don't, that I don't get. I mean, I in in this case, actually, it is happening. Yeah. You know, they're they're showing like in between what. Um, happened as far as with um i mean we're getting into like episode 13 now but um like you know this whole build-up yeah conspiracy. so yeah um, but we've known that the government has had a concern about these people for a minute and i think that 
you know, maybe the seeds weren't laying as well. No, I mean, I think the second season they started laying stuff out. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I I don't think that it was too. You know, I, I don't think it's a retcon. Okay. I mean, they only two seasons into it. Like, how can yeah. you retcon <laughs> But no, yeah, I um I agree. I think that it was not even not having seen this on screen. I think it still made sense. It, it were, if it wasn't already planned, it was probably something they were like, well, how do we get this, them all sick? Oh, of course, they were all, like, so even within the story, I think it still works. I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Um, yeah, so, I mean, jumping right into it, who's your favorite of this episode? Um, you know, it might have been, um, I, the Kevin Burkoff. Okay, Kevin? Yeah. Kevin Burkoff. Um, shoot, I don't know who would be Isabel. No, nah. um, <laughs> you know, honestly, I don't know. I'll probably say Tom and Diana together. Okay. Um, I'm not a fan of well, let me quit saying that, but Tom and Diana together probably because they are like investigating, they're trying to figure this out, and they're stuck between the rock and the hard place. We love our, our people. We still work for Intact, you know. They got to walk this thin line, so I think Tom and Diana together were my favorite, my favorite character. Um, what's your least favorite? I mean, it's Lily. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, 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 same, same. I, I have no use for her. Yeah, she has run her course. She has run her course. Um, okay, so Lily's in the trash. Who? What is your? What's your your? Your favorite scene? What's the scene that that really did it for you this episode? <laughs> um, I I think I it, to me it's kind of a toss up. It's toss up between when Sean passed the the mantle over to um, Richard and just you know helped said told him hey you know I, this crown was not meant for me but yeah. I had to take it on and then. Uh, the Kevin Burkoff scene, you know, where he he just started laying it out and he started getting paranoid. <laughs> yeah. Away, so. Okay, okay. I think I want to go with Tom and um, Elena saying that I love yous and I wish we was married and stuff. Because even though without that, you still could get to the end where Burkoff is telling them the stuff. And, you know, we could still get to where we were. But when we went over that scene, I was like, okay, this is probably... Yeah, this this does it for me because their love is believable. She's a fish out of water two times over, and you know three really because now she's going through this Alzheimer's thing where she's locked up. And I, I just I, I'm I'm gonna go with that. I'm gonna go with the Tom and Elena, I love you scene. Okay. Yeah, okay. I love you scene. Yeah, because this 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 was really good. This episode. Woo. That, like I said, it was it, it's it's a really good lead in to um you know to the to the season finale. I think. No, yeah, it, yeah, it which is oh yeah, it's that the yeah, no, no, I'm I'm trying to be silent because yeah, it's a lot, it's a lot. So yeah, I'm um I really hope they do bring the show back and people get to. I hope they do some flashbacks too. Whatever season they own when they come back. Do some flashbacks to these past seasons, cause this is <laughs> this is good. This is a good this is a good home 
wholesome family television. <laughs> oh man. Um so yeah, I don't mean I don't know. Any final thoughts on the show? Uh on this episode? Um I think um like I said, good good setup for you know, and I guess uh this this blah. it was a good setup for the season finale, but then also um a solid second part. Because yep. think about it, this this all kind of started at the end of the episode eleven, so, mm-hmm. yeah, so. yeah, yeah, this is this is good. It's like a really good book. We really we in the knees deep in the climax now. Um, yeah, we are saying pretty much. I mean, you you said it all. Um, hell, let the folks know where they can support you and follow you and contribute to uh, support your work and all that good stuff. Yeah. Um, everybody can find me at robertkjeffrey.com that's robertkjeffrey.com and on Twitter uh, my handle is sync and that's S-Y-N-C-H R-K-J um, Facebook Robert K. Jeffrey and Instagram the same thing Robert K. Uh, Robert K. Jeffrey that's what it is Robert K. Jeffrey okay okay well, um, that link, those links rather, will be in the show notes as usual. If you are listening to me here, you found me. Um, if you need a little bit of roadmap, that's Carefree Black Nerd on all your podcasting platforms. Carefree Blurred on Twitter. Carefree Black Nerd on other social media sites. Uh, check out, I guess, my link tree. <laughs> link tree uh, forward slash Carefree Black Nerd. And, I mean, check the show notes. Hell, uh, listen yeah. to some other episodes. Check out Robert. And all of the the tons of things that he got going on. And um, I don't know. Until next time, stay stay safe. Hell, I don't know. <laughs> stay, <laughs> shoot. stay healthy. Just yeah. stay healthy. Yes, that. Stay healthy. Shit. Stay healthy. All right.